anybody can get it and it's not your fault. And you can acknowledge all of your feelings because you are allowed to feel a full range of emotions. But having depression does not and should not negate your identity in Christ. Um, your feeling can be a sensor, but it can never be a motor or an identifier of who you are. So all of these items combined, I think, taught me how to see people differently and just how and what great grace means. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 15 Minutes Podcast, a space where you can pause, rest, and be reminded of what is important in only 15 minutes. If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is Emily Dusley-Buliman, and I just want to pause for a moment to thank you for spending your precious 15 minutes with me today. From the prolonged global pandemic, the unstable geopolitical affairs, to the day-to-day hassles that we get to live as human beings on this planet Earth, It becomes even more important that we remind ourselves again that yes, life can be brutal. Circumstances can be really dark and frightening, but God, He is still in it. He's still at work, still faithful, and He still brings beauty from ashes. In my helplessness, the Holy Spirit reminded me that Jesus' blood on the cross has covered it all. It brings redemption to our past, strength in the present, and hope for our tomorrows. Well, my guest for today is not foreign to the hard season. Ardita Ariane is an architect, a wife, and my friend who knows firsthand how it's like to experience a bleak season of depression. Now, I acknowledge that mental health is a very complex matter and there's no way we can fit everything within a 15-minute long episode. But today, we're going there. We'll explore the time, what it's truly in our weakness, that Christ's power is made perfect. So pop in those earbuds, reheat your coffee, and join me in my chat with Ardita. Hi, Atta. It is a pleasure to have you here, and thank you for your courage and willingness to share a hard season of your life to the 15 Minutes podcast listeners today. Before we get started, could you please introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, and maybe also how we met? Um, My name is Ardita, but people call me Atta. I'm from Jakarta, but I now reside in Los Angeles. I work for an architecture firm, uh, and I serve at my local church. Uh, we met at uh, Bodeborg Escape Rooms. You and your husband picked me up. I mean, he wasn't your husband then, but yeah, <laughs> you guys picked me up, and we went to this outing for our small group. That's right. It was the first outing event that our small group had that year, and that's how I met you. You were an architect graduate student at MIT at that time, and now you've graduated, you are married, and you no longer live in Boston, i.e. you escaped the brutal winter, and now you live in sunny Los Angeles. How has that transition been so far? It's been great. LA is warm and sunny, and apparently my husband is an actually nice person. (laughs) Was he not nice before? No, I mean, he's always been nice. Um, It's good to know that he's actually a nice person. (laughs) Well, today we are continuing on a series called Meeting God in the Exile, which explores various characters of God during the season of exile. The foundational verse of this series is taken from Lamentations 3, verse 22 to 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There is a specific season in your life where you truly experience the faithfulness of God, even in the midst of a major depression. I know we cannot go through everything within a 15-minute episode, and 
I want to acknowledge that mental health is a very complex matter and we are not offering medical advice here. We're not the expert. But would you please unpack that story and tell us how God met you in those trenches? Yeah, so I had a major depression for about two years when I was an undergraduate. It's a long story, obviously, but I basically felt tired of life and I just couldn't see how I could go on. At one point, I did lift up my hands and say, I don't know anymore, God, please get me out of this. But nothing really happened instantly at that moment then and there. Um, I couldn't feel God at all. I didn't want to meet people. I basically shut down and just didn't want to reach out even. But uh, God showed his faithfulness really through um, my friends and family who were very persistent in trying to get me back on track with God and where I am in life, um, even though they're not Christians necessarily. Mm, I'd like to come back to your point about the community later. What do you think are some of the things that contributed to your depression? Were there specific life circumstances? Was there an inaccurate perspective about God or yourself? Can you elaborate on that? I think it was a combination of many things. Um, at that point of my life, I was very high functioning. I was perfectionist, but I was also performing very well at my field of study, which is architecture. And then I had this pain in my left arm that has always been there, but it suddenly got worse and I couldn't use it much to like make models or, you know, just do the basic daily things. Um, and it was so painful. So due to that, I decided to take a quarter off from school and rest it. But resting means I didn't, I couldn't do anything. I just stayed home and that's where everything just starts spiraled out. Um, I thought to myself that it's probably not a big deal. It's not like a life-threatening disease or anything. I was never abused. I had a happy childhood. I was doing well at school. I was, I had everything. But I mean, I only learned later that you don't really need to justify your depression. Mm. Anyone can feel depressed. But at that moment, I think I was tired from performing with my own strength. And at the same time, I felt very threatened that I couldn't perform well anymore because of my paralyzed arm. I was also away from my family and church community. And during this time of uh, my life, I meditated on these thoughts and just felt that I wasn't good enough. I just meditated on my pain. Uh, felt like I was neglected because nobody was around me, uh, felt very helpless, and I even started having some suicide ideation and dealt with self-harm for a while. Wow. I, I love your point that we don't necessarily need to justify our depression. Anyone can feel depressed without any major life event or trauma growing up um, in your case. The fact that you just felt tired from striving on your own running out of gas and was faced with the reality of your injured arm could lead to a depression. And so I want to go back to your point about the community. What was the role of a community during that season? Yeah, I think when I was in depression, um, I couldn't think right. So definitely if I'm alone and I couldn't think right, I will just think that wrong thoughts. So I think community played a very crucial role, or at, at least I wished I 
reached out to my community community earlier or more, you know, um, open to help because they they can help me think of the right things. Mm. So to continue on, um, one thing I didn't mention about my story, um, I also had this inaccurate perspective about God and myself, right? So I think when I'm alone and I'm far away from community, I just keep pondering upon this inaccurate perspectives. I was, so I was very prideful, but I thought I was never good enough. Um, at school, I was openly a Christian and I, I had to project perfection in architecture school. Um, I was running on very low sleep, but I thought to myself that it doesn't really matter because I have God. Who needs sleep? <laughs> and then I thought to myself I could do everything and I could only do the best um, because after all, we have a great God, and I wanted to project that. Um, well, the intention was nice, but that is a very wrong perspective of God, I realized. He never really demanded perfection because he uses bro- broken people all the time. Um, but I thought I should be a self-sufficient Christian who does not need help and can do everything on my own. And thus, I didn't ask for any help from my community or anybody at all because we have God like why do why do I need any help again it's a very wrong perspective because we are designed to live with people and of course I can do everything because I'm not God so I was very outwardly humble but it was all um, a false humility and I was too prideful to ask for help or to admit that I needed help that was very convicting. I love that you mentioned the community helped you think the right thing, which I would imagine includes the way you think about God and yourself. I'm totally a proponent of seeking professional help, including therapists and counselors when needed, because they can offer perspectives that we don't have on our own. There's definitely no shame in that. So um, I also love your point about self-sufficiency. It's so easy, and myself included, to fall into the temptation of false humility where we refuse to seek help from God, from other people, because we think we can pull ourselves up by our own bootstrap. Or we use God as like the genie who can do it all and fulfill it all. Um, That is obviously contradictory to the whole gospel where the striving has been done. It has been finished on the cross, and now we just operate from that grace and love. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Now, looking back, hindsight 2020, how has experiencing depression allowed you to minister to other people differently? Because you are a small group leader, you are a wife, you are an architect. So how has it shaped you to be an architect, a wife, and a minister today? It was definitely a life-changing experience. Um, one, one thing I learned from depression is that Again, having depression doesn't mean that you don't have enough faith or mm. that your prayer is weak and you don't have to compare your the strength of your faith or the effectiveness of your prayer to begin with. Being in depression just means that you're currently unwell and you can't see very clearly. Anybody can get it and it's not your fault. And you can acknowledge all of your feelings because you are allowed to feel a full range of emotions. But having depression does not and should not negate your identity in Christ. Um, Your feeling can be a sensor, but it can never be a motor or an identifier of who you are. So all of these items combined, I think, 
taught me how to see people differently and just how and what great grace means. Um, it changes how I see people. If God never see, if if God never asks perfection out of you, who are you to expect that out of other people? We live in a broken world and everybody falls short and that's why we need God. Amen. It's neat to think that God truly makes beauty from ashes, doesn't he? In that season, even though it was very difficult season, allows you to minister to other people from the point of view of, I've been there, I know how hard it is, but God still loves you and he's still near. So what about your perspective about God? What did you learn about God's character in that season that you had never encountered before? I think that was the first time that I encountered the humane side of God. That God is a lot more humane than we mm. think. Even compared to other people or like actual humans. So I said I was very prideful. and But at the same time, I was very, very ashamed. Like what you said, I was, you know, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't just pray these things away, right? <laughs> How can I be a Christian and have a depression at the same time? It's my faith that weak, and my prayer like doesn't work or anything. Um, so I felt like the biggest disappointment to Christ- Christianity. But God certainly doesn't think that. He does not shame you, nor is He ashamed of you. Well, I love Ardita's word of encouragement that God does not shame you, nor is He ashamed of you. Wow, I'm so encouraged to hear that experienced it and I know it is true. If you are in the middle of depression right now, I just want to tell you that I'm with you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for God to show himself near and to surround you with people who can walk with you through this hard season. And remember, God still loves you. You are not a failure. In the next episode, we will discuss some practical things that we could do as Christ followers to live through depression and more importantly, to support our brothers and sisters who are going through depression. So be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you are consuming this content so that that episode will be delivered to you automatically. Thanks again for tuning into the 15 Minutes Podcast. Until next time, friends, don't forget to remember, yes, life is busy, but there's always a space to recharge and be reminded of what is truly important. I encourage you to enter that space even if it only takes 15 minutes of your day.